No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick, the quick with me. Election day. Election day. Election day. Finally. We're going to talk. First things first, go vote. Make sure you go vote. If you haven't voted already, vote for the president. Vote for the local stuff. Vote for all the amendments, man. Just make sure you get your voice heard, man. That's uh, that's a big part of being American. We're going to talk about that. Uh, But... Me and Big Nick the Quick are going to recap our favorite moments of the weekend, favorite storylines. I got a, I got a funny one that I, I was, it was, I was outlandish about. I was outdone. I'm going to talk about that. We'll talk about NFL Week Eight. Who's the best team in the NFC? Um, we saw Tampa Bay last night. They didn't look all that tough. We'll talk about power rankings. We'll talk about best team in the NFC. I want to talk. I'm going to have Nick pick one, and I'm going to go through a couple quarterback sectors and have him uh, pick who he would take right now as a quarterback. The NBA start date, Adam Silver's pushing for pre-Christmas, players pushing for post-Christmas, but you know it, it it all ends at the at the dollar. So we'll talk about that. Stephen A had some comments. We'll go through those. And uh I got some 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 Twitter takes from Quick I want to break down. He's uh he seems like he's disgusted with something, so I want to talk about that. <laughs> Big Nick the Quick. Yes, sir. What's the good word? Man, how you beautiful. living? Beautiful day. It was supposed to be like 63 degrees outside today, man. man. No better day if you do have to stand in line to get out there and, you know, do what you got to do, man. It's going to be beautiful out there. Looking outside right now, I'm ready ready to get out, get moving. It's like they sent the weather to like, yo, okay. You know, people got to be outside to try to get the president vote off and they got to have to stand in some lines. Ain't no excuse. I don't want to hear nothing. Yeah. It was too cold. No sleep, no no snow, no none none of that. that. Yeah. None of that, bro. Yeah, get you out gotta there. Walk. Yep. If you got to walk to your spot, it's nice and nice and warm. Polls open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. today. My girl is a teacher. They don't have school. That's yes, like my they daughter. Don't, yep. Like, there's no excuse. Yeah. Go go get it done. I um. Did you vote early? When did you vote? Did you? I vote did. Today? I voted like two weeks ago. Okay. Word. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I guess I was. I wasn't two weeks ago. Or like a week and week. a half ago. Like yeah. Okay, yeah, I was like a, I was like a week ago, and it took me ten minutes, bro. Did you go to the courthouse? No, I went to an elementary school down the street from my crib. Okay, yeah, I went to the courthouse. It took like an hour, but it's nothing. It, mine legit took ten minutes. It was super smooth. It was. I also say it was like a Wednesday though, during yeah. the, in the middle of the day. Super smooth, super easy. The vote early thing is massive. Yeah, for sure. That's especially uh, with everything going on right now. Yeah, yeah, you don't need that extra that extra stress of going out there on election day. Um, Absolutely. Have you ever had real quick before we get into the sports? Let's talk about this election day because, <clears throat> like it or not, and and I I never support this thought process of my vote doesn't matter as much or my vote doesn't matter. I always say go vote. I always have voted. I I need to get my get myself together and go to more local, lower level stuff. But yeah. The vote in Illinois and in Chicago, we've been blue. We've been blue forever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter as much as like in Wisconsin or in Arizona or Florida, right? 
Yeah. But I want to talk about my experience because I voted my first time ever voting for the president was Barack Obama and it was in Arizona. So it, it had a lot more meaning. And when I woke up that day, I could feel like it kind of felt like a pressure, like you're about to go make a difference type of thing because it was in Arizona. And I'll say this. When you're in the polling place and you're looking around at the people around, you can kind of tell which way people are leaning, right? Right. And in Arizona, my polling spot was this super white conservative polling place. <laughs> you know, I'm a college student, African American, which mixed. is Maricopa County for yeah, you. Maricopa County. Yep. I got a I got a backwards hat on. I'm in line, like. For those that don't know, Maricopa County is the, I believe it's the largest county in America that went for Trump last year, or last last election cycle. You know, most of the big counties go Democrat, so Maricopa County is where Phoenix is, Scottsdale, but it's a it's pretty big red out there, but a yeah, big, but it's, big it's, area. It's leaning blue now. It is now, yeah. That's one of the big flips they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So, but long story short. I had to go in there and obviously everyone's looking at me like this guy is definitely voting Democrat. Yeah. And <laughs> I had to, I kind of had to, it, it came across like when I put, I had to make sure they were counting my vote out there, bro. Like you kind of give it to the guy and walk off, but I'm like, hold on. Like, don't you got to put it through the machine and shit. And it's like, he puts through the machine. It goes through, it goes through. Then it turns green. Like we counted it, but it was like, it's a little different out there versus in Chicago. That's all I got. Yeah. I was yeah, when if you I, had any different experience. So when I was out there, actually, so my first time voting was 2004. So I was home for that. I had just turned 18. Um, and then 2008, I voted for Barack Obama the first time, but I actually did an absentee ballot. So I voted in an Illinois vote. So I mailed wow. it in because I okay. wanted my vote, to, my vote to count in Illinois for Barack Obama, even though I was living out there at the time. And then every other election, I've been back here. So it was a, I didn't have, the experience of going to vote out there. But I imagine a lot of the crazy shit you hear about voting or like just having like weird feelings. I would hundred percent see it happening out there. Happens it's a different, it's a different like beast that. out there. Like yeah. Arizona is a very like funky state. If y'all don't know, like Arizona was the last state to recognize Martin, Martin Luther King, King day and holiday. So like, it's just a, it's a weird state with Confederate flags, but even though they, they, there weren't any part of the South, they weren't even a state when all that shit was happening. It's just a weird. It's the wild west. State. Wild, wild west it was the original like wild wild west but now there's a lot of transplants out there there's a lot yep. of young people going to college scottsdale's more progressive phoenix more progressive and then now it's your standard kind of like in texas yeah your standard big city stuff versus the uh the suburbs and the more rural areas but uh, so hopefully the election goes that way for them because that, that'd definitely be a huge win uh oh bro if they if, if, he they, can they, if they get maricopa Arizona, county it's a wrap yeah, it's a wrap so stop it yeah yeah but what what we're trying to get at is before we <laughs> Sheriff get Joe to, and them boys. <laughs> before we get into these sports and and talking shit about overall trivial stuff, just that we love and love football, basketball, sports in general. But make sure you go vote. Make sure your voice is heard. A lot of people died so that we could go out to the polls and you know drop a vote in a ballot. So right, and I listen, man. I get it. A lot of people might not necessarily be enthusiastic about either candidate, but this is truthfully one of those elections where you kind of got to put all that shit to aside, man. Like there is uh there's very two different philosophical things going on here. And I think that uh, 
people, I mean, essentially kind of need to choose a side in this situation and go out and vote. I get it. These aren't necessarily anybody's dream candidates, um, but there is a very clear cut decision to be made. Right. So now is not the time to be like, ah, my vote doesn't count or what have you done for me? Uh, all that bullshit that I've seen. Like, I think Steven Jackson was talking reckless on his Instagram and some other people trying to, you know, muddy the waters as far as people going out to vote. Like, man, forget all that. There's also, like you said, the local elections. Those are huge. You want to talk about some of these judges and senator and the fair tax and all that stuff. That stuff 100% directly affects you and your vote 1000% of matters in those because they come down a lot of times to very, very, very small margins. So you can't complain if you don't vote. You know, if you feel that, you know, you're watching the news and some of the things that you're seeing from judges you don't like, don't complain about it if you didn't vote about it because you can 100% make those decisions. The information is out there. Uh, Shout out our guy, Eli, who gave us that Injustice Watch webpage which the is judges. huge. We'll give you a yeah, breakdown on all these judges, their biography. You can read into it. If you see something in their biography that you don't like, then you go ahead. You can go ahead and say no on that particular right. judge. The information is out there, though, is what I'm trying to get at. So Exactly. So go <laughs> vote. Today's the day. Polls is open late. Don't let them tell you you got to do some other shit, too. If you pull up and you got an ID and you, you're, you're supposed to vote, you can vote. Don't let yep. them tell you anything different. All right. Let's get to it. Big Nick the Quick. The Weekend Wrap. I wanted to do a little on Tuesdays, just give our favorite story of the week and and kind of wrap up the weekend as we look forward to Wednesday is kind of where it flips. That's where I start looking at my lines for the weekend, what I'm going to look at for betting, what I'm looking at coming up, who's playing, who's not. Big Nick the Quick, give me your favorite storyline, favorite story of the weekend. Let's wrap it up. Man, a lot of folks, uh, a lot of folks down on our man, Lamar Jackson. A lot of folks down on our man Lamar Jackson saying he can't get it done in the big games. Um, I know Skip Bayless was saying something about he'd rather have Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson for the next 10 years. Um, Just a lot of Lamar criticism overall about his numbers being down from last year, which, listen, his numbers were astronomical last year. And you can't expect guys to put up those same numbers year over year. Patrick Mahomes' numbers were down last year compared to the year before when he threw 50-something touchdowns. It happens. But, um, you know, the big game thing is 100% of criticism. He made some huge mistakes in that Steelers game because if you look at it, statistically, they outplayed the Steelers. I think they outgained him by like 200 yards on the ground or something like that. The Steelers could do absolutely nothing in that game till till Lamar turned it over in till the red zone. For like exactly. The third time. Yeah. So Lamar, a lot of it's just, but I think that that's a huge storyline going forward. And I'll pair that with um, people still questioning whether or not the Steelers are legit. Well, what do you? Well, what are your thoughts about Lamar before you get to the Steelers? <laughs> um, man, in these it's big a, games, a, in the big games, he comes up short. I'm not ready to close the book on Lamar by any stretch of the imagination. Again, he's last year, you know, MVP. I think some of it has to do with coaching. I think you need to just let him kind of do his thing and stop trying to make him what he's not. Uh, but at the same time, man, he can't turn the ball over like that. You can't make those mistakes. So he needs to improve on that. And overall, like, I would I would feel somewhat shaky because the evidence is it's kind of stacked it's up against them in these big games yo, yeah. <laughs> yo look i texted you and you that. gotta beat the steelers yeah i texted you that i'm like look man it hates it, uh, it pains me to say this but lamar beats up on all these other squads and then when he gets in these big games against the team that he's going to play in the playoffs and has to beat to win the super bowl he comes up and it's not like a little short 
it's like 15 of 29, 140, and four and four bad, bad turnovers. He had four turnovers the other day. Yeah. They were literally destroying Pittsburgh. He had four turnovers. Yeah. And you say stop making Lamar into something that he's not or that type of thing, but he our whole thing is that we know this for fact. You're not in the NFL. You better be able to throw outside the numbers. You better be able to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. The whole being able to run and break off 60-yard runs and shake people in the backfield and take one to the house is all extra. That's all butter. For you to win consistently, you better be able to throw the ball outside the numbers, stand in the pocket, and against big-time teams, he hasn't been able to do that. And in big-time spots. And in big-time spots. And – I know this for fact because I have multiple times went in my pocket, pulled out <laughs> pulled out hundred dollar bills and bet them on Lamar Jackson in big spots, and the hundred dollar bills have not come back. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. I did it. I did it earlier this season against Kansas City. He had a terrible game. I did it again on Sunday against Pittsburgh, coming off a bye. You're fresh, second straight road game for Pittsburgh. They had just came off a tough game against the the Titans. Your dom- your defense is literally Pittsburgh can't do anything. Yeah. And you turn the ball over. Lamar Jackson turns it over four times. It just can't happen. So uh, So what I mean, do you what do you do about that? Because you know, like overall, when you have a quarterback, when you look at the overall thing, you're like, Yeah, we're happy with him, but he comes up short in those big spots. Like, how do you what what what's the remedy for that? Is that all on him? Is that a coaching situation? Like, what are you doing if you're Baltimore knowing you got to play Pittsburgh again there? Um, I think it's on Thanksgiving too. So yeah. that's gonna obviously gonna be a there's no bigger game. I think they have the night game on Thanksgiving too. Um, so yeah, what 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 do you tell them? What are you doing right now? What are you talking to them about? That's how a, are you how are you game planning that? You know, that's a good question because you can't hope you play the Browns every week. No, be and because you don't <laughs> want to change what you guys have been doing that works every week, and you can't just like have you can't have big game playbooks, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know, <laughs> man. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it's here's the big game playbook. Here it is. Yeah, like, nah, you can't it's do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man. It's it's a, it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation because more times than not, it's these guys these teams are putting more he's not really pressed by these other weaker teams in the division. He's not he's so pressed by better. Cleveland. Yeah. And, and when I say pressed, I mean Pittsburgh is putting they're putting pressure on you on the defensive end. Like the they're pressing you. Yeah. Kansas City is pressing you because you have to score 27 plus points. Yeah. That's pressure. Those, like, those teams can play a little bit looser on D because they know the offense can put up the points. Exactly. And he's yeah. not he doesn't feel pressed. And in, in every spot that he's felt pressed, he's come up small. So right. I don't know if you make him throw it less or, or or what you do, but he's gonna have to start coming up big and throwing the ball big. This is the thing about like Pittsburgh showed you on that fourth and two. If 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 we know Lamar's gonna run it, we can stuff it. Yeah, There's easy. no we we have no problem doing that. We can't stop Lamar when the play action's available. And he's standing in the pocket and hitting the seam on the tight end. So, like, that's where it's like, okay, and this guy can run it? Like, what do we do? Yeah. But if, if if we're not worried about him throwing it, the run game's not really doing shit, and then you're just going to come out and shotgun and run quarterback draws, you're not going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers like that. Right. So, 
I feel it. It's uh it's a big storyline. I like that. It's something to keep an eye it on. It goes the rest of the year. Yeah, I think that, you know, again, that's going to be a storyline throughout the rest of the season. They still got to play Pittsburgh again. I think they obviously have some more big games, and they're going to make the playoffs, so he'll be playing another playoff game where he's 0-2. So, yeah. let's see. We will see. All right, my How about biggest, you? What's, yeah, what's, what's your storyline? Yeah, my, my, my favorite storyline of the weekend, and I'm going I'm to show it to you on a, on a little graphic. Listen. I, if you listen to this show and you follow us on Twitter, I've been screaming at the the at the, the mountaintop about Russell Wilson winning MVP. I think it's a lock. I think it's been a lock. It's AL Seattle. AL Seattle. <laughs> it's, I think it's been a lock, right? So, and obviously, cut back. What comes with that is he's throwing a ton of touchdown passes. He's on pace to throw like fifty three touchdowns, and a lot of that is big love to DK Metcalf. Now, look, I love DK Metcalf just like the next guy. And I love Russell Wilson. I think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Eh, Well, Mahomes, we know. Yo, real quick, (laughs) anytime I say anything about a quarterback, Mahomes Mahomes is is out of the discussion. He's like, I'm not even in the discussion. You eliminate the discussion. (laughs) Yeah, I get get what you mean. So I'm like, Russell Wilson's the best quarterback. Well, like, Mahomes Mahomes is a different planet. yeah, Yeah, we're not talking about him. Um. DK Metcalf getting a lot of love, and I understand it. Now, look at this. This is my favorite storyline of the weekend. DK Metcalf squatted 100 pounds and benched 50 pounds at age five. And I quote, he just started outrunning me and outworking me. He was competing against me to prove that I was never going to be able to be faster than him again. Terrence Metcalf, DK's father. Now look, man. Stop the cap stop right now. Stop the cap right now. <laughs> cap this to stop, bro. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know what cap means when we talk about it, that is one hundred percent the definition of cap. Stop, li- stop lying. Stop, stop exaggerating. Yeah. Stop it right now. Just out of thin air. I get. I get the love for DJ. <laughs> My G. When you're five years old, what do you? What do you? What are you weighing, bro? Forty pounds. I don't know. I've, uh, had, I, I've had a five year old. I can tell you, it's nowhere near enough to squat a hundred pounds. Nor are you giving. <laughs> nor are you giving your five year old a hundred pound barbell look, and tell them to do their thing. Look, That's just bad parenting. So my favorite. <laughs> so my favorite storyline is I love DK Metcalf. He is a freak. Great. Let's not get carried away. He's not squatting a hundred pounds at five years old, and he's not bench pressing at the gym. Shot or no like, shot. Shot or, yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> care, what his, I mean, I don't care what his dad said. Uh, I, I understand. His dad's having fun with it. His, his boy is doing great. His boy's in the league producing, scoring touchdowns. He was not squatting 100 pounds at five years old. I don't care what his dad says. Show me the clip. Where's the film? So, How do you squat it? This might be a dumb question. With the 45-pound bar, how are you even putting 100 on there? You're doing two twenty fives and a two and a half, so oh, 50, okay, 95. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so two twenty fives. I forgot about the two. I forgot about the two and a half. Yeah, the two and a half. Um, <coughs> it's not, not happening. It's just not it's happening. just not happening. And then Can you're you, handing that to your five year old. Yeah, no. Nah, what he's repping sets? I'm like, come on, stop. 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 <laughs> what stop. Like, yeah, get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, bro, dude. Yo, Metcalf <laughs> is a beast. I get it. Yeah. Like, don't get me. Not don't get it twisted. Five years old. DK Metcalf is not bench. Is not bench pressing and squatting. Uh, at yeah. five years old, like, look, stop the cap. Stop the cap. Show him all the love. He deserves all the love. He went too late in the draft. All that. He's a beast. 
stop the stop the cap. That's that, that, that was my favorite story of the weekend. Can I go your honorary mention favorite storyline? Yeah, yeah. It's Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. Yeah. The New York Jets are 0 and 8. Yeah. <laughs> They've scored 94 points this season. <laughs> the yeah. only team, the only team to not crack a hundred, and it's not even close. Yeah. And Adam Gase is still employed. I mean, I think payday's in a couple of days here, isn't it? Yeah. Probably it's probably game day check day. Adam Gase is still getting a check on Friday. What if you're a player in the locker room? <laughs> like if you're a player in the locker room and he's talking, like what are you even like? No, nah, I got my headphones on. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Like, Cut me? Yeah, it's just brutal. Ninety four points from an offensive genius. Yo, these offensive gurus, bro. I think the next lowest is the Patriots at 136 points. These guys have scored 96 points in eight games. You know how hard that is? It's very difficult. It's 12 points a game, or 94 points. It's less than 12 points a game. Hey, shout out my guy Frank Gore, though. Have they scored a touchdown this year? Frank Gore out there still running for the Hey, Jets. man, if the checks are coming, he's he's showing up. Man, I love Frank Gore. Me too. Shout out Frank Gore, AP. Yeah. Still Yo, shout it. out Alfred Morris in the game last night. I didn't Alfred. know Alfred Morris was still in the league. He just, they just picked him up. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out these dudes that are 31 years old, running back, still getting checks. 31 year old running backs. <laughs> no doubt about it. Adrian Peterson, all these guys still getting checks. Yeah, let's go. Shout out Adam Gase. Collect it. Collect yeah. it. Hey, Adam Gase, man. Yeah, yeah. Bravo. I don't know what you got. I don't know. I don't know what. It's almost like I don't know what you have to do to get fired if you're. They just didn't cover a 20 point. <laughs> the 20 point you dogs and, and got blown out <laughs> i you know what's crazy about this is like as an owner i don't even understand how you sit back and watch this stuff like if i own that team my man has been been buried and gone and out the door sam darnold hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since september 27th <laughs> it's uh, election day <laughs> <laughs> Yo. God bless the Jets fans, yeah. man. If, you, if you're Jets, I know we complain a lot on here. I, I couldn't imagine. Hopeless. They're rudderless. Hopeless. At least we R- compete. Did you know lose. Miami has Houston's first round pick next year too? Yeah. Shout out Brian Flores, the goal. Yeah. Shout out Miami. They play hard. Yeah. As fuck. So, yep. all right. So yeah. that's this is a perfect segue. We can move right into the NFL. NFL Week Eight. It's a wrap. Steelers Ravens. We talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. the you. This is actually perfect. You t- you talked about the Steelers before you started. Well, you started talking about the Steelers after you started talking about the Ravens. Um, it's clear they're the best team in the league. They're undefeated. Um, let's start there. Give me your comments on the Steelers. I know you love the Steelers. Give me yeah. give me the take. It's the same thing it's always been, man. Well-coached, well-quarterbacked, know what they want to do. Um, I mean, obviously, they've got some issues, but I think the one thing that the Steelers do as an organization that I've always been impressed with, have you ever seen a team draft and develop more wide receivers than the Pittsburgh Steelers? No, that's actually a good point. I, I've never – going all the way back to Heinz Ward, Emmanuel Sanders. Antoine uh, randall Antoine randall Who was it? Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. James Washington. I mean, all that's these guys. That's actually a good point. Claypool. So I think they bring them into that system and they just do well. Yeah, for me, man, I'm not – even in that game against Baltimore, I wasn't worried. You know, I just feel like they're going to pull through. I feel like Tomlin doesn't panic out there. Um, yeah, Roethlisberger is going to have those sloppy ass games. Like that's always kind of been his MO, but I think if you're a Steelers fan, you're confident in your team. Again, they know what they want to do. They're well coached. And I think they're going to make big plays at the right time. 
that's a dangerous team. I don't I don't want to play against a team where I feel like the coach knows what he's doing and isn't going to blow the game away. And Ryan Clark talked about it too. He was talking Culture. about he, he was talking about the world is just back to normal with the de- like the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing defense, smashing yep. off football and they just got experience all over the place. Yeah, they're tough, man. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want any part of them at any moment. Yeah, and Roethlisberger, in my opinion, I think, you know, again, I think it was kind of sloppy at times on Sunday, but overall, he's playing great. You know, and that was the question mark coming into this year. Like, how was he gonna do after missing last year and you know, getting old? And we know again, we talk about all the time, he's not one to spend any time in the gym in the offseason. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I think the COVID time obviously helped him a little bit because he came in the season fresh. And uh, look, you know he can fling it when they, when it comes down to it, man. Like if it gets into a shootout, I'm not scared of them. I don't know the right way to put this. Obviously, I'm scared of anybody in a shootout with Kansas City, right? But yeah. I'm confident of their ability you have more faith to feel them. comfortable in a shootout with Kansas City. Does that make sense? Like well, Roethlisberger can go up there and chuck it 45 times if he needs to. Well, I think this is the thing we're going to have to see. Like, And that's what you got to look at any team in the AFC. Yo, listen, I understand the Chiefs can spray it all over on everybody they want, but I the Steelers may be different. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be able to uh, shootout. Shootout. It's going to be tough against the Steelers, is what I'm trying to say. 100. percent And they can score too. They can kind of play however you want. You want to play dirty? We could we could hit you in the mouth. We'll yep. run the ball too. You want to put up a lot of points like in Tennessee? We could we could do that too. So yeah, we got Claypool. A, we want to go deep. We got Claypool. Speaking got of Claypool, that, yeah. Speaking of, hey, speaking of Claypool, Ryan Pace, I listen. <coughs> I hate Notre Dame. If you don't know that, I hate Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame football. I hate everything Notre Dame. I represents. hate Notre. I hate Notre Dame more than anything. Everything Notre Dame represents, I just don't like. Um, Arrogant, obnoxious. But yeah, all that they it's it's and they don't win shit ever. So I don't. Yeah, I'm 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 not, I'm not a big Notre Dame guy. So not for Ty Willingham. Shout out Ty Willingham. Yeah, shout out Ty Willingham. That's yo, honestly, that's a big reason why I don't fuck with Notre Dame. Yeah, is how like, they did Ty Willingham. Let, let him go, and then Charlie Weiss won with his players. And then Charlie Weiss did nothing forever and got yeah. an extension and all types Charlie of Charlie Weiss is trash. So I'm watching the draft, and I don't watch a ton of college football. I watch enough, but I'm not super locked in. They showed me five highlights of Claypool, well, we drafted Komet, and I'm like, I didn't like it when we, mm-hmm. when we when we did it because we needed a safety. We still need one really bad. Buster Screen gets way too much tick on the Chicago Bears. He can't cover anybody. Screen's a uh, slot quarterback. He's a slot he? corner, but yeah, yeah. We, need, we, we need just defensive backs, period. Bryce Callahan, yeah. Yeah. So we, we draft Komet. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't like it. Then I don't even know how many <laughs> picks later. They draft Claypool, and I'm looking at his highlights, and I'm saying, wait a second, bro. Something's not right. (laughs) This guy was on the same team as Komet, and this dude is getting drafted later? So you're telling me we could have got a safety from the SEC and then got this guy Claypool after that? And I know you're seeing him because you're watching Komet film. Yeah. He's up up the road. And I'm Yeah, and I'm I'm literally like – I mean, I I can't comment too much because – I'm not locked in, but just purely off the eye test, I'm like, this Claypool dude is crazy frame. And guess what? He gets to the league. He's in Pittsburgh. And and he looks unstoppable. Like he's been in the league six years. 
a player. He's, yeah, he, he took Smith Schuster's number one spot. Yeah, like, like, he, yeah, no, yeah. like that. That's me. He he's a problem. So yeah, yeah that's uh the the more every time I see Claypool, I think about that, and I'm like, man, we could have had this guy and went and got a safety well, and been in a lot better shape. I'm talking about the Chicago Bears. And when we talk about organizations and why certain organizations are always good, it's things like that, man. You hit on these position players like that. You, I mean, you've been hitting on wide receivers for 20 years, you know, so Straight your QBs up. are comfortable. You've been hitting on defensive players for 20 years, so you're comfortable, right? You've obviously hit on head coaches for 50 years now, right? You've had three head coaches literally in the last 50 years or something like that. So I think that that's a the the wide receiver development piece, especially like the list, the list of people you named is ridiculous. But like, like Antoine Randall L was a quarterback. Was he a quarterback. Even, he didn't even play wide receiver, and he comes and, in the league, and he was an impact player. Antonio Brown was a sixth round draft pick. Yeah, shout out. You know what? Yeah, out. who's the wide receiver? By the way, coach like, yeah, whoever that is out there, whoever's scouting receivers, who's the wide receiver? Coach who, was, out there? who was the guy that they had that they traded to the Ravens or the Raiders because he had a bet? Martavis Bryant, like he he kicked himself out the league, but yeah, that was but he another was a beast. He was a beast when he was playing on their squad. So they have wide receivers just falling out of their pockets. Um, and again, man, yeah, I think when we get to that shootout piece, I think they're comfortable in that environment. Like, I think they are comfortable in that environment, more so maybe than any other team in the AFC. Like, I think the Steelers can play that type of game with them. But to your point, they can also shut some of that down at the same time, slow the game down a little bit, but still score enough points to win. Um, I'll I'll say it. How many games they win last year with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph? Seven ball games? They almost made the playoffs. Eight and eight or seven. Eight and eight? Yeah. 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 That's – and some people were calling from Mike Tomlin, like, what? 100% 100% come to Chicago watch some coaching and I'll show you what bad coaching looks like and it's not Mike Tomlin whose teams are consistently competitive and in it no matter who's playing over there so yeah I, I think the Steelers are the best uh the, yeah I, I think that's the best team in the AFC oh well that's the best without team a doubt yeah best team in the league yeah best team if they're, if, they're, if they're the best team in the AFC they're the best team in the league yeah so uh but that's a perfect segue into my next question for you who is the best team in the NFC because we see a team last night go into New York. They're a 12, 12 and a half point favorite, and they have a good amount of trouble. Honestly, bro, I'm watching it. If Daniel Jones doesn't Daniel Jones, then the Giants have a really good shot to win that game. They he, almost Daniel, he almost Daniel Jones them to a victory, too. <laughs> yeah, he went for the two-point conversion. I mean, he had a dime for that touchdown. Right. right. So – Who's the best team in the NFC? People were trying to give tons of love to uh, the Niners. The Niners are going to go into Seattle and do this and that. Nah, Jimmy Jimmy G sucks. So Russell Wilson throws four touchdowns, they lose. So who's the best for you? Who's the best team in the NFC? Yep. And uh, we'll talk that through. So I think right now, uh, when you put everything on the table, it has to be the Seahawks just because Russell Wilson's playing the best football of any player in the national football league but the seahawks also have major holes uh specifically on the defensive end um they, they can't stop anybody so um yeah i think when you take a look at the top teams whether it be the seahawks the cardinals the packers the bucks the saints and you put all those teams together and which team am i the most confident about it's going to be the seahawks to me the bucks look they almost lost that game last night to a very 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 bad new york giants team they lost to the Bears. 
right? So this is not this is not a flawless team. Now I know AB comes next week, and obviously that's going to help them out a lot. Man, I cannot yeah. wait. Apparently he was in great shape. He's living with Tom Brady. Is he um, living with Tom? That's what that's what Jake Glazer reported that he's living with Tom, and that and uh, I think it's Jeter's crib that he's renting. So well, I think Tom just got a new crib. They just bought a crib, but yeah, got cribs way. all over the place, man. He's a crib there. <laughs> you know either way, yeah. AB's in the guest house. Who knows? Right. So AB's living with them. AB obviously being in shape and being ready was never a problem. The guy, I think, all he does is work out. Um, so he's coming, and that's going to be a big boost for them. But again, I think that team still has issues, man. You can't. I think sometimes their defense to me is very suspect. Like last night at certain points, Daniel Jones was kind of doing whatever he wanted to. And so, like you said, he kind of gave it up. But even at the end of the game, they had a chance. They convert that two-point conversion. And it's a whole different story that we're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it's overtime. Yeah, it's well, overtime. Maybe not. And, maybe and, not yeah, but... I mean, yeah, it's Tom Brady in overtime. But still, they, you should be putting teams like that away. Championship teams put teams like that away. You shouldn't be messing around with the New York Giants at the end of the game. Um, so overall, most complete, most dangerous to me is going to be the Seattle Seahawks, and it's really just because of that offense and Russell Wilson specifically. And I don't know who's guarding DK Metcalf. Exactly. But no, it's well, not. But they're not dominant by any stretch because their defense is very, very suspect. Yeah, the best team in the NFC is the Seattle Seahawks. Purely off of, they just get it done. It's it's tough for me to say. But hey, I'll say this. I think Tampa Bay is like 1A. Like, they're right there. I think uh, they had a little hiccup last night. They, were, they weren't they were super locked in. The defense, when their defense is locked, Tampa Bay, they play really well. Yeah. Um, When it's not, it's a little sus. Where are you at with the Cardinals? The Cardinals are very good. I like the Cardinals. Are the Card- would you, are you, where are you, who are you more comfortable with, the Cardinals or the Packers? The Packers defense. The Cardinals. Really? Because yes. defense? Cardinals um, play D. I'll tell you why. <clears throat> if your team is giving up 200, I don't care if it's Dalvin Cook or Walter <laughs> Payton or Barry Sanders. <laughs> if your team is giving up 230 yards on the ground at home, you are in, I can't trust you worth anything. So that's the that's the big reason why I would say I trust the Cardinals before I trust Green Bay because I also think if <laughs> listen if Aaron Rodgers is not throwing three touchdown passes to Devontae Adams every week they are in trouble. <laughs> trouble yeah so that's why I say they're just a more complete team on Arizona in my opinion even with uh, a younger quarterback it's hard to say that with against Aaron Rodgers but I haven't trusted Green Bay for the last couple years yeah so I think I think Kyler Murray plays with like this recklessness that's almost like it inspires some confidence. Like he, I think he he is crazy confident out he on is. the football field, like crazy confident out there on the football field, which like can be a bad thing for certain guys. Like you know, look at the Jay Cutler, like that's it, it gets kind of bad. But like with a guy like Murray, um, I don't know, man. It's something something about his confidence level is almost like inspiring to me and to make me feel comfortable with him in a playoff game. So yeah, we'll see. Plus, people have a hard time playing out there. That's tough to place to they, play. They go out to the desert and it's hard to play out there. Buddha Baker's house. Yeah, Buddha Baker. So shout it's, out Buddha uh, Baker. <laughs> it's uh it's tough, but yeah, I'm gonna go. If you want to my three top in NFC are Seattle, Tampa Bay. And then I could even say, maybe I'll even say uh, Arizona. 
You like them better than the Saints? Like them better than the? I don't like the Saints. Me neither. Uh, Drew Brees can't throw the ball downfield. His arm is really dust, man. We've been talking yeah. about that. I they they refuse to throw it downfield. <laughs> so I would actually throw Arizona in there. I don't trust Jared Goff. That's for sure. So no, never. So give me give me Arizona as the third best team. <laughs> Jared Goff, the most schemed four quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Jared Goff literally just stands there and lets McVay tell him everything until they until the league cuts his mic off. It's like Madden 2020 X. Yeah, and, and then yeah, exactly. And then he's like, "Okay, I guess I got to hey. do a little something by myself." Like that's that's the fact, man. I, I, he, I've never McVay does like do that. a great job calling a game plan tailored to Jared Jared Goff's few strengths. No doubt, no yeah. doubt about it. So yeah, man, the he's NFC like the anti Mac Nagy. Yeah, he is. He he he. Like he looks at golf. Like, oh, I know what you can't do. Okay, I'm going to call plays that favor that. Golf. Before McVeigh, we were wondering if he's going to be in the league. McVeigh comes. McVeigh comes around. Jeff Fisher was his coach. So yeah, that is true. Jeff Fisher was his coach. That's fair. Yeah. Um, McVeigh, but then McVeigh comes around, and all of a sudden he's a he's a hundred and sixty million dollar man. He's got a putting green at the crib, and he's got a putting green at the crib. And life is great. Supermodel is great. Yeah, he's a Super Bowl. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm so, shout out Jared Goff, man. Yeah, shout out Jared Salute. Goff, living his life. <laughs> so, let's close this NFL segment with <coughs> I, I, we're going to play a game called Pick One, and it's mm. about quarterbacks. I want you to pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a batch of quarterbacks in like three different sections. The first section is going to be freshman and sophomore quarterbacks. So, once first year and second year quarterbacks. Then I have a, a bundle of young quarterbacks, and then I have the elite vets. And I need okay. you to pick one that you want right now. And I don't want to hear about, is it one game? Is it one drive? Yeah, yeah, no, it, I get it. Am I starting? Like, who you want right now? All yeah. right? Yeah. Pick one. Oh, yeah, and we will touch on Belichick. Yeah, I do want to talk about that because I have that clip up too. Actually, let's talk about that first before we get into this pick one. Bill Belichick, my fault. Let me take a step back really quick. Just so I thought that that was a very, very interesting. I hadn't seen that clip so you sent it to me. Yeah. Or the, the quote so you sent it to me. I thought that was very interesting. So, Bill Belichick, they essentially asked him, yo, what's what's the business? Like, <laughs> what, like what's going on here? Like, y'all what's aren't doing y'all? shit. Y'all are yeah. bad. You know what I'm saying? And... And I quote, I'll read it off. This is Bill Belichick. And I quote, we sold out and won three Super Bowls, played in a fourth, and played in an AFC championship game. This year we have less to work with. It's not an excuse. It's just the facts. Well, you're the GM, first off. Yeah. Secondly, this is the roster you put together. Because you're the GM. And I don't really like that comment from him. Wow, really? Yeah. Because I, 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 I guess I it's like the middle finger to everybody. Like, man, we won three Super Bowls, went to a fourth. My roster is not what it's supposed to be right now. But do you really need to say that? So I think that that is probably the most honesty you will ever see from Bill Belichick. Like, considering how he generally doesn't give you anything and doesn't really give you into any inner analysis that he has going on in his head, that's, like, very introspective from him. Um, 
I think he's just being honest, man. He's like, look, in order to do what we just did for those last few years to play in the win three Super Bowls, play in the fourth and play in the AFC championship game, we had to make decisions that would sacrifice for the future, whether that's certain trades, not signing not. guys, trying to retain a roster, <laughs> which means, you know, you lose young guys that you wanted to right. sign, like whatever it might be. Um, <clears throat> and he's just saying that's kind of left us in this current situation. We got a quarterback on a minimum deal. You know, we we got a not a lot of talent at at on offense, which is his fault. A lot of those he's missed on a ton of draft picks. We're not going to give him a pass on that. Yeah. But I think he's just being honest. Um, and I think the reason that probably you might have that reaction because you're just not used to him saying anything like that. And I don't think it is an excuse, but I think what he's also doing is being really telling right now. Because if you look at it, I don't know if you saw it come across, but apparently they're shopping Gilmore, who was last year the defensive player of the year, and they're looking for a first round pick. Yeah. I would not be surprised if you start seeing him just selling off assets. Like he's going to look at this team and say, man, we can't score. We can't win. Buffalo's going to run away with this division. We can't even beat them anymore. What's the point of holding on to anything as of a value? Let's rebuild. You know how he thinks, man. He's not going to ride a losing horse. Yeah. And especially if it's someone who's not going to help him two or three years down the line. So you look at a guy like Gilmore, who's like, yeah, that's perfect. Cause you trade for Gilmore right now. That absolutely makes an impact on your football team. Yeah. You're getting value. You're getting, you're getting a, a, a top lockdown corner or whatever, you know, whatever style he plays. He, he's obviously very good at it. Um, you're getting value back for Gilmore. That, that bottom line. And he's going to get value back. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Jalen Ramsey goes for first round picks. Gilmore is going to go for a first round pick. Who's defensive sure. player of the year last year. So if you're Belichick, you're just being honest with where you are, man, you tried. If you had won that game in Buffalo, you might have had a lot more rosier optim outlook. And maybe him saying on to this, on to that is him being optimistic because, hey, we're winning. But right. now when he's losing and he doesn't see that light at the end of the tunnel, he's saying, hey, this is what he's happened, man. Yeah. This is the cost of being that successful for that long in the NFL. You end up making decisions that, that end up sacrificing for your future. And it is what it is. It's not an excuse. It's just the facts. I got so, a hot take yeah. on, on Bill Belichick. I, I think Bill Belichick hangs it up in the next couple of years. I think he looks back and is like, ah, I did everything I wanted to do. I don't really need I don't I don't see him being up for like a full blown rebuild for five or four or five years. But it doesn't take that long in the NFL. If you don't if you have to get a quarterback and develop him, it does. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? They could get I, a I quarterback just, this year. They have a high pick. Yeah, they could. They could, yeah. I mean well, you know how it goes. Yeah, I, but I hear you. Yeah, I I just can see him, and it's a hot take, obviously, but I I think I could see him in two or in, in a, after next year being like, you know what, I don't need this. I think he would get a lot of blowback for that about Tom and all oh, Tom's gone, so you want to dip. But I think if just out of a hunch, I I think that's kind of creeping in on him. Like, nah, I don't need to deal with this shit. Like. It, I've, been, could, I've, been, I've been in the league 40 years. I could see it going one of two ways, him doing that or him being hell-bent on staying around to see if he can redo it so he can say he did it without Tom. But I think he also knows how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he and knows. he's going to look at it and be like, man, if we're not even you know, 50% of the way there, which they're not, I mean, they, you're talking about a full-scale rebuild. So, yeah, but I, I don't have a problem with those comments. I actually appreciate them. I appreciate that moment of honesty and kind of, vulnerability from him because he really doesn't yeah. give you that man he's all you talk about a guy who's always looking forward for him to look back like that like yeah that's actually a good point he's always looking forward he's never even wants to talk about the game that just happened 
let alone yeah. the last few years and what that means philosophically for his franchise. I mean, I think that that and, and leave it to Bill Belichick to give you three sentences and have it really say a ton. So for me, I think that that is very telling into how he looks at it. That's 100 percent him waving a white flag on this season. And I think yeah. call the Patriots right now if you see some guys over there that you want. If the Bears, hey, look, if they got some offensive linemen over there that you're interested in, call Bill Belichick right now and grab one because they're open for business. Yeah, maybe that was his message to the league. Like, hey. Yeah, hey, come on. Come on it's, it's, it's Stephon Gilmore, it's, hey. It's a wrap over go, here this year. Going yeah. once, going twice. You want Cam? <laughs> let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's you a good Cam? point. Cam? Let's go. Dallas, call me on Cam Newton. Yeah, I guess I more saw it as like – rubbing it in people's faces like i'm not trying to take like any slander you want to give me i got i this is that i'm, I'm just gonna rub super bowl you don't operate like that but yeah i think you're i think i was off i think you're right i think yeah. it's more like this is just honestly what's happened the i i would i would like to go do a little deep dive on the cap and see who's getting paid over there because i don't who who's making any money over there gilmore makes a ton of money yeah but okay name another uh, one yeah i don't know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, the cap is in shambles, but, like, where is all the cash? So, I would like to look at it, but, yeah, it's a, it was definitely a telling comment. Send him some picks. For real. Seriously, scout some linemen over there, uh, Ryan Pace. Do your fucking job and find somebody who, who's not Spriggs. <laughs> I don't want to see Spriggs. Spriggs shouldn't be allowed at Alice Hall ever again. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst offensive linemen I've ever seen in my entire life. Him and Rashawn Coward. Case closed. All right, let's go to pick them or pick one. All right. Like I said, we'll play this game, pick one. I'm going to give Nick quarterbacks, and then we're going to break them down and, and kind of he's going to give me a reason why he likes those guys. All right, pick one. Freshman and sophomore quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. Murray. <laughs> Justin Herbert, Jay Herbo, uh, or Daniel Jones. Jay Herbo. <laughs> Joe, Joe Burrow. Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Jay Herbo, or Daniel Jones? It's, dis it's, disres one. it's disrespectful to the other three to put Daniel Jones on this list. Even though, once again, last night, Daniel Jones proved to you he has heart. I told you after the Bears he, game, my man's got heart. Listen, if he, if, if he stops turning the ball over, he might be a player. If I was <laughs> like a Giants fan and – I I would I would be pulling my hair out with like some of the decisions that he's making and throwing the ball away. He's throwing but, balls that are one hundred percent going to get picked. That one that he was in the grasp and yeah, it's like throwing the ball away and just threw a pick. It's, it's I don't picked. know what he's That's trying to do. Always yeah. getting picked. Just throw yeah. it into the ground. Whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, it that hard. There's he shows so much flash of being like a lot like a good quarterback flashes that. In high-pressure situations, in high, Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you uh, – if there's one thing you could clean up, it's throwing the ball away in, in, in those type of spots. Not, It's not an accuracy thing. It's not an arm strength thing. It's – yeah. So, we'll get, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and, hey, and he's fast as – hey, he's really quick and fast, bro. Yeah, he's got, I, he's got legs. I saw a couple of possessions last night where he caught – like a linebacker and a DB, like one on one, and he went right around him, no problem. Yeah. So yeah, but Daniel I'll, Jones is a sleeper candidate for Sean and I. If you guys can't tell, we're still yeah, we're not out on Daniel Jones at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm still I'm still here on Daniel yeah, Jones for sure. Uh, but no, I'm gonna go Kyler Murray on this one. Um, for me, just for a lot of things we just talked about last second, I think he plays with a lot of confidence. Obviously, he's a dual threat quarterback. Um, I, I like how he plays, man. I think that he is the type of player that you are always in the game 
when you have Kyler Murray. Um, I, I just think that he's just always a threat to come back and win a ball game. He's always a threat to keep pushing, keep pressing. Um, and again, that can be dangerous for a lot of quarterbacks, but for with him, I think it often leads to big plays. Plus the pairing with DeAndre Hopkins is fucking huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Playmaker with playmaker, it's going to be explosive. Uh, now if they can get an offensive head coach in there. <laughs> it's tough, man. This is a tough list for me because. But I, yeah. I think Burrow is doing a ton with nobody. Like, I don't think he has, he doesn't have any help. And I think he's doing a lot, a lot of good stuff. Uh, Kyler Murray has a lot of help, has a good defense. And, but he also plays in the toughest division in football. So yeah. that's, you can't go wrong there. Justin Herbert, I'm really, really, really trying not to get out ahead of myself on this dude. But literally weekly, the way the ball comes out of his hand, the eye test is glowing. He's, sure. he's he's crushing the eye test across the board. Made some but mistakes this past weekend. If, if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick Joe Burrow because I think Herbert relies on his feet. I think Murray relies on his feet. I think long-term, Joe Burrow is going to stand in the pocket and throw the ball around for a really, really long time. But I think between Burrow, Murray, and Herbert, and Daniel Jones, they're all good. I see Kyler Murray turn into a Russell Wilson type player. He could. That's my, that's my, I think again, like remember Russ first came to the league, he was running around a lot and kind of doing his thing, but they've, they've found a way to mix that with excellent quarterback play because the tools were there. And I think you have the same thing with Kyler Murray. You might even have better raw tools with Kyler Murray. Um, I think coaching and just, you know, how his development goes is going to be big for him. But with that being said, Joe Burrow is an absolute monster. Any questions that you might have had about him um, coming out, he's obviously answered those. You're right. He has absolutely no help. That's a really weak Cincinnati team. He's putting up crazy numbers. Um, and I would, you know, either one of those guys, you feel great. But I, I slightly give the edge to Kyler Murray because it is translating to winning yeah. football and right now. Yeah, that's, that's true. Justin <laughs> Herbert, you say all you want. They, they are keep, they the keep blowing they keep leads. Yeah. yeah, they keep losing games. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is true. But he's Herbert also, is completely impressing me though. I thought he was trash. I say it all the time. I watched him against ASU last year, and I was like, this guy is awful. And he's yeah, we talked about how he's changed the narrative essentially. Because yeah, good, yeah, there's no hope for good sure. Good crop of quarterback with those four guys, though, man, for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Second group. Mm-hmm. The young boys, not the not the first or second year guy, but the young boys. Pick one young quarterback: Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. And let me be clear: Patrick Mahomes is, is just not. We don't put. Well, there's been no, there's no point. Yeah, there's there's no, no point, point to put him in this list, so we <laughs> yeah, leave him out. It's just not even going to talk about Pat anymore. Pick one young quarterback, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. I can tell you this, and I'm going to go ahead and make this announcement. I'm out on Baker Mayfield. I'm, I'm just Why? out. I'm out. I think he makes too many mistakes. Um, I think that I, I don't say this often. He really, his attitude does really rub me the wrong way, man. He really, he, he, when it doesn't go well, he's bitching about how he's covered. When it is go when it does go well, he's all in your face with it. And I like that shit. You know me. Yeah. I'm all about guys enjoying doing what they do, but I don't feel like you can enjoy doing what you do. And then when you get criticism, act like he acts about it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's just too much, man. I think there's just I couldn't I don't I wouldn't want to play with him. You know, I wouldn't want him to be my quarterback. I don't think he's a great leader or anything like that. I think uh, you know what? I just to, to to comment on that. I just think it's too high and too low all the time. Yeah, it's like the, when the he's balling. Yeah, I'm the man. I'm dancing. I'm doing this and that. When he's low, it's like he's complaining or he has some other shit to say. It's just like. Give me the even kill. Bro, I, I've been saying this for weeks. The perfect example between Baker Mayfield and someone else is like Daniel Jones. Yeah. Like, this, it's a perfect example of like, yo, man, don't the, – the, the guy that doesn't say anything, that's like – that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? He, he kind of – he throws interceptions in peace. He throws touchdowns in peace. And you no one says shit. Yeah, and he no plays in New York. It. And he plays in New York. Yeah. So it's – uh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I mean, you just look at – they put up six points on Sunday. You know what I mean? It's just like Baker, he's not even a factor. And, again, we talked about earlier, the coach schemes away from him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I just think he, he throws a ton of picks. He hasn't impressed me in two years. And attitude-wise, I, I just can't – I can't stand having him around. I feel like he would really rub me the wrong way as a quarterback. In the building. Yeah. So this one was tough. I'm also going to take Josh Allen off. I like Josh Allen, but I think for me, this one comes between Lamar and Deshaun. Yeah. And I'm going to take Lamar because he was the MVP last year. I think he, his his highs have been higher than anybody on this list, hands down. We talked about where he falls in, but you know, it's really just in those big games. With Deshaun, man, it's nothing against Deshaun Watson. I just think that he's been in an awful situation. You know how I feel about Bill O'Brien as a head coach. Yeah. I just feel like he's been in a bad situation his whole career even though he's put up numbers. And this year, you just have to throw out this season for him. Um, I think you put him with a really good coach. You could potentially be looking at a player that's going to end up being the best out of all these guys because I think that talent-wise, and he's just a better thrower than Lamar. You know what I mean? Like, he can play quarterback better than Lamar. But I got to go with Lamar right now because we're talking about the MVP last year. Yeah, that's a tough one because I also think, as much as I hated on Josh Allen, I think he's really good too. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson's obviously really good. I, I'm starting to worry a little bit about Lamar. I, I I won't lie because he doesn't have a lot of weapons either, but he he looks shaky. Like it, it's funny because I, I when I'm watching Daniel Jones, he gets a lot of pressure. He holds on to the ball too long and. He throws it to the other team a lot when he and he makes bad decisions when he comes down to like throwing the ball away. I tweeted out him and Carson Wentz, they rather put like their nuts in a vice before they throw the ball away. Just yeah. like Yeah, I don't get the yeah. They just will not do it, right? But well, one of them is like 23 and the other one's 30, though. That's what's yeah, concerning that's, about it. That is, that is the other part. <laughs> yeah, and he's got the Carson Wentz is kind of setting his ways. You yeah, you're not and, yeah. and you heard him in the press conference, like oh, they're not gonna stop me from doing me. It's like, bro, <laughs> yeah, well, you well, stop somebody yourself, better bro. stop you because you stop you right now. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you're turning that bitch over. He's, too, he's, he's too wild. Much. He's a wild boy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go to uh, Deshaun Watson because I think overall, if you got him in a better spot with an offense, more weapons, better coaching, I think he's just a better overall quarterback. Lamar, I'm starting to get worried about. I'm not going to lie. Can I actually walk that back? I think I'm going to go uh, Deshaun Watson, too. Okay. I actually just pulled up his numbers this season. I didn't realize he's actually having a better season this year than he has had at any point in his career. 
Um, yeah, I think he's in an awful situation. I, 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 I'm going to Sean Watson. And let me tell you this. I, I think, too, if Lamar – like, if you flip Deshaun Watson and Lamar and Lamar is forced to score 35 points a week to even be competitive yeah. and he has to drop back 35, 40 times a week like Deshaun Watson does – I think Lamar would be, be making even more mistakes. Lamar's making a lot of mistakes throwing the ball 25 times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, Deshaun Watson has to fling it out there. He he, he literally no he, he literally gets up Sunday like I'm going to have to throw it 50 times. <laughs> and he's completing 70% of his passes, which is so, insane. Yeah, I uh And they trade away all of his best players and <laughs> <laughs> they do all types of <laughs> So I, I'll, I'll take Deshaun Watson, but that's a tough, tough list. And Lamar Yo, will get it together. But yeah, Deshaun Watson right now. How sick do you think? And I know he he's he's a good dude, so he probably won't will never say anything about it. But like when when he got the alert that they traded DeAndre Hopkins, like what do you think he went through his head? Like what the fuck are they doing? What, what the is, fuck are we doing? What's happening? <laughs> what do you what do you mean? What yeah, what are you talking about? Like I don't understand. I don't get it. He, I'm sure he called. I'm, I'm sure not, called, not computing. Yeah, I'm sure he called. Yeah, uh, he was sick. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just don't do that. <laughs> you just don't, it's do like, it. you just don't do that. I don't know. Like, I don't so you know, don't want to pay him, so you're gonna trade away like a top three receiver. Yeah, I don't know. Just like you, do, just like <laughs> you extend your best offensive wide receiver and Allen Robinson, you should probably not trade away <laughs> your your best. He's arguably the best wide receiver in football. Yeah. So yeah, you just don't do that. I don't. I don't know. So stupid. Just overthinking and doing doing too much. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go to Sean on this one, man. I flipped okay. it back. We're gonna go to Sean Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think free to Sean Watson, man. Yeah, free to Sean. Because I think if you flip that and and you put if you put Deshaun Watson on the Ravens, man, I think they are they are super super tough. Yep. So, but obviously, with that, yeah, with that coaching, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, pick one. Elite vets. Elite vets. Pick one. Tom Brady, Banya, Ben Roethlisberger, A-Rod 12, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. So this is the one where it has to be like, well, whoa, for one game or something like yeah, that. But yeah, no, no, yeah. we're not doing it. So I'm going to just go. Um... Like for the Bears. So if you could put one quarterback on the Bears, oh, like, like who would you want your quarterback to be of those guys? Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Just hit the ticker that Bobby Massey's out for a month, so we are going to have the Jason Spriggs show going. Um, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Um, Russ. Yeah. It's it's And I think it's just how he's playing right now. He, he's playing better than all those guys. Yeah. Those guys are elite. Those guys are legends. I love all those guys. And you're going to be very, very comfortable on Sunday with any of those guys under center. But if you're telling me, like, yo, I got to pick one of those dudes to, to ball out right now, and that's going to be my quarterback that I'm going with, it's Russell Wilson. He's playing the best quarterback in the NFL right now, minus that man. And, yeah, that's just kind of what you go with. It's crazy because he's he's an elite vet, but he's, like, a lot younger than the guys. He's I a know, lot younger than those guys. Which is yeah. crazy. So, yeah, the yeah, interview man. said he wants to play till he's 43. Yeah, I saw that he's, he's spending a million dollars a year. 360. On did you listen uh, to that interview? You need yeah, to listen to that he's interview. Tapping. He's did, a, you hear, did you hear the whole interview? Uh-uh. I heard I heard uh, him say he works he out 365. He doesn't break and- character, man. This guy is it's incredible. <laughs> I've never it was like a two-hour interview and the entire time he's just like Bill Bill's like, so how do you like man? How do you feel like when you're like these comeback wins, these big plays? Like, you know, Bill, you know, Bill, I I, I never waver because I've seen it before. And I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I visualize it. I tell my teammates, like, hey, I've seen this before. And it's just like this guy yeah, he doesn't gotta, break. <laughs> you gotta he listen to it. He doesn't he stop. It. 
You said he works out 363 days a year. Thanksgiving and Christmas is it. Takes off Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> two know. hyperbaric chambers. Yeah, yeah. Million dollars a year. Chambers, million dollars a year. Two chefs. I don't know. He looks like it this year, man. Hey. I he mean, keeps he getting was, better. He when he's always he they were running the ball a lot more in Seattle, but yeah, when they give him the ball and let him do what he does. I, let's go back to what you said about Kyler Murray kind of turning into Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the same exact quarterback he was at Wisconsin. He's just a way better version of that. Mm-hmm. He he threw the deep ball at Wisconsin, tons of air on the ball, dropping in a bucket. That one year. Yeah. He has always been really, really mobile, but never running. He was most more times in the he's running around, but it's behind the line of scrimmage. And then he's trying to let he's trying to throw the ball. Yeah. So uh, Kyler Murray is when he's running, he's running to pick up chunks of yardage. And that that that's the difference there, I think. But yeah, Russell right now, out of these guys, give me Russell Wilson. If he Bro, this guy is going to give you 35 points a night. If his defense could stop anything, they are far and away the best team in the, the the best team in the NFC. And then we're talking about Pittsburgh, the Chiefs, and the Seahawks winning the NFC bar none. If they had a uh, uh, a decent defense, they they run away with the NFC. They might opinion. make that Gilmore call. They could. You know he he loves to swing big deals. No one swings bigger deals in the Seattle. They will make in-season trades all the time. Javion hey, Clowney, all those types of deals. They'll always make those deals. So Yeah, and I'll say this, and you, I, I, I'm interested in what you think about this actually too, is the only time I'm good with giving up first-round picks is if you're solidified at the quarterback position and he's in his prime and you have a window to win Super Bowls. Yes. So if you're, you're going to give up – out on a quarterback. Yes, if you're going to give up first-round picks, you better be locked at the quarterback position, and there's teams that can do that are the Kansas City Chiefs. And 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 let me say this. If you're going to give up first-round picks, you better be going to get pieces that are going to help your quarterback win Super Bowls. Gilmore. So, exactly. So, there's Seattle and Russell. There's the Chiefs. Like, I, I don't even like you giving up first-round picks if you're Tampa Bay because – who knows how big, how long this window is? Yeah, right? yeah, you can't but do that. With with guys like Russell and Pat, this window is five, six, seven years long. Yeah, yep. So that's when you could give up first round picks. Well, that's- especially you got a number. You obviously have an elite quarterback. You have a number one wide receiver. You've always played the shuffle at running back. You know, what I mean, but you need help on de- the defensive end of the ball to, in order to win football games this year. And Gilmore would one hundred percent help him with that. Obviously, yeah. you had a shutdown corner into the mix. We talk about it all the time, man. The most important positions of football: quarterback. Attack, shut down corners. Quarterback, pass, left tackle, pass rushers, pass rusher. shut down corner, and uh, yeah, and pass elite, elite, elite pass rusher. Hey, if you have it, one of those, you are competitive. And I mean, I guess, re- I guess, if you have just a left tackle, you're not competitive. But you know what I mean? It's it's when you don't have a, t- a left tackle. Trust me, you know, right? And your quarterback and knows too. And it's hey, and all those positions you named revolve around quarterback play. Yeah, your quarterback is the quarterback play. The left tackle is protecting the quarterback. The pass rusher is trying to get to the quarterback, and the co- and the corner is to lock up the cor- the quarterback's best option. Right. So, I mean, it, it's it all the NFL revolves around quarterback play. So, I thought it was funny when uh, Baltimore, and I hope he ends up being okay, but Baltimore gave the left tackle hundred million dollars. I saw some people on Twitter like talking crazy. It's like, nah. And I even tweeted this: if you're if you're talking crazy about that signing, you truthfully do not understand football. Yeah. 
If they ask Lamar Jackson, like, hey, should we pay this dude? I guarantee he's like, yes. Yes. Ask Nick him. Foles what life without a left tackle is like. You need him. You need him. Simple as that. 100%. It's, it's plain and simple. You take care of that position, you're good for 15 years. <laughs> without question. <laughs> you know, like 15 with, years. Yeah. Just, without, pencil them in. <laughs> <laughs> without question. So, yeah. a lot of good – I'll say this. A lot of good quarterbacks that – um are going to be leading the league, like are going to be around for a long time that we'll be able to watch. But between all the young guys we named and all that. So, yeah, and none of them will be on the Bears. And, not, <laughs> and none of them will be on the Bears. I, I'm trying to find this clip I had, but hold on. We'll move over to uh, – we'll close out the NFL Week 8, man. Half the season gone. Don't don't take it for granted. Make sure it's you crazy. lock in, pay attention. Yeah, it's uh, it's moving quick. Let's move over to the NBA. We're talking uh, – we'll, we'll be here for a few minutes, but the start date is the big question for 2021. Follow the money. What do you think the NBA should do? Give me a second. I'm going to try to find this clip. But what do you think the NBA should do? And would you start before Christmas? Should you should you holler at the players and, yeah. get, and get their input on? What, what would you do? I'm always pro player. Like, you know, I think here everybody knows we're always pro player. We understand a lot of their motivations for doing things, but – the fact of the matter is this, man. The league lost a ton of money last year. The league spent a ton of money to set up the bubble. They pulled it off. They crowned an NBA championship. I think if there ever was a time for players to just kind of concede, it's with this particular start date, man. Because none of you guys want to drop this money. I heard that Steph Curry would go from $40 million to $24 million. Now, I know that's like rich people problems. But, again, you put that in th- across the entire scale of the NBA, y'all aren't ready to give up that type of money. You're not going to get that money back. Right. It's either you start at that date or you don't. And because they I think it's the RSN fees that they lose. Right. Yep. You need to play a certain amount of games. You need the local so, money, too. Yeah. yeah. The t- the league needs that revenue, man. They're already going to play without fans. This is going to impact the league for the future. I get it, man. Guys are tired. Guys need the rest. The season literally just ended a couple weeks ago. Um, but at the same time, man, I think that the league can't afford to lose that much money again, that that money is real. Real dollar figure. And I, and I never really say shit like that, man. I'm always pro player and pro all that shit. But maybe you figure out some other way to incorporate rest into that beginning of the season. Maybe that's up to the teams. But uh, they need that revenue. Hey, if I'm Adam Silver, I'm sitting down and say, look, guys, we need this money. Yeah, Like, simple as that. And I we, think we need it. The, the bubble costs hundreds of millions of dollars. We didn't make a lot of money. We need this money. <laughs> yeah, and I think a big thing, too, for – the NBA is like I feel like silver is good enough with those dudes where it's like this is what it is, boys. Like either we start at this date and we take this much money from y'all, or we start at this date and we give y'all back a little more money. Yeah. Like we we between between Maury fucking off China money. Yeah. No no yeah. no, no, no fans for that. Yeah, no fans. I, we we got the bubble up and running. Like LeBron, unless you're gonna tell Nike to pay this bill, like, yeah. <laughs> like we gotta, we gotta pay. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, look, dog, we hurting. <laughs> you know, I gotta right, be honest, like, like I'm hurting, right? We, we, we just don't have it. Like we bled money on the bubble. You know, what I mean, the bubble was not cheap for the league, and they did not ask the players to pay for that. And again, I'm not like I don't want that to sound a certain type of way because the responsibility on that is with the NBA. But you got to give a little at this point in time, man. I think that. uh Unless as a players union, you vote to say, hey, we're fine with giving up what sounded like what, like 40% of the money? Yeah. 
pretty much. And, and you and you and if you're LeBron or like some of these bigger dudes who might be able to absorb that, but you know the dude who's making again it's still a lot of money, but five six hundred thousand dollars is now giving up you know two fifty. So hey, you know hey 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 hey, hey whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll play next week <laughs> yeah, for real. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Ninety two today. Games. I'll play. Yeah, yeah. Three thirty. Let's go. I'm gonna place them up. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, that matters. So yeah, I think he and he, league employees, league office employees, man. That shit'll have a. You're, you're talking about more layoffs when you do that shit. That money is all over the place. Yeah, I think the the breakdown was like sixty percent of the revenue comes from like TV deals and and games on television. Then f- like almost forty percent came from arenas. And that's obviously a big, big question mark. So, hey, man, I, I I want guys to stay healthy and all that stuff too. But yeah, this might be one of those. This like this this this, this legit might be silver. Like, yo, I need a favor, fellas. Like, I, yeah, for real. Like for real. Like, I need to call Rich Paul. Yeah, <laughs> call Rich Paul. Call <laughs> LeBron and be like, hey, man, look, we gotta we gotta get this shit rocking. Yeah, man. I don't. We we're not gonna be able to make it without without this. Yeah, so I got this Stephen A. video. I wanted to play. Oh, here it goes. Here's uh, here's Stephen A. on the start date and his comments, and he's essentially saying, "Follow the money." Stephen A. Smith on the NBA start date. This this isn't just about the NBA. This is about the networks. According to the proposal, according to my sources, Max is going to be a seventy. And I'm sure Brian Windorf and Woj and all of them reported this. It's going to be a seventy-two game season, not eighty-two games. It they, want start, it start, they want that local TV money. It would start December 22nd. And the reason that they're doing it is because we, meaning ESPN, TNT, ABC, we suffered tremendously as, an, as a network because of the NFL games. You don't want to go into the NFL season. And the reason why you want to start before Christmas is because you don't want to interfere with the Olympics either. So the combination of the Olympics, the combination of the NFL season is incentive enough to say, okay, let's start this December 22nd. Now the players, Danny Green, I hope you're listening. You know, you can get what you want. You can start the games in December. I'm sorry, in January. You know what that condition is? Forfeit $600 million. That's what I'm told. If you want to sit up there and start almost a month later, you costing yourself $600 million because with all the other money that's already been lost, with a new collective bargaining agreement certainly to be negotiated, now you're talking about. So he said, look, simple. Yep. The money play. Simple like that, yep. And I think they'll be honest with everybody. Say, hey, <laughs> these are the dollar figures and we need y'all to play. And, yep. I, and I'll say this too. The way these NBA guys have been getting out of – playing games if you if you're really worried about an extra 10 games i'm sure you could somehow figure out a way to sit out 10 yeah call Kawhi. i'll let you know yeah LeBron. <laughs> he'll let you know how to do it yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's as simple as that yeah i think he brings up an excellent point man like 600 million dollars that is a lot of money you do not want to you just experienced going up against the nfl and yeah, baseball exactly. at the same time and it absolutely killed your ratings right it wasn't political that killed their ratings it's the fact that nobody was I, I, I love the NBA. It was hard to watch some of those playoff games because mentally it's it's weird watching football or I'm sorry, basketball in August. You know yeah. what I mean? So um and you got other options. You got other options. And it's just, you're kicking it. Like 
yeah. kicking it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the best thing about like Tuesday night TNT is like, bro, that's just hoop. There's nothing else There's on. Nothing else on. It's yeah, it's nothing else on. But when it's yeah. 75 degrees, you know what I mean? Like you're out kicking it, you're doing it, whatever. So you don't want to run. And, and then when the NFL, forget about it. They're playing some of those games on Sunday. You might as well not even have them on TV. Yeah, facts. You, you, cannot, you can't go against <laughs> the NFL. You can't. It's just not a possibility. You can't put finals games against the NFL. You can't put finals games against an NFL game that's the Giants versus the whoever. You know what I mean? It could be the shittiest NFL game in the world. Giants, Jets, it's still going to outdraw. Yeah. So you don't want to have to deal with that again. You want the NFL to be wrapping up their season as your shit is starting to crack. Then you get that exclusivity window. The NBA's little, you know, uh, was that January, February, March, where they're the only thing popping off then and there. Um, yep. NFL's over with. Baseball's too cold. Nobody cares about hockey. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, so you get that window. That is your time. That is when you make your money, and that's when you build all your momentum. They need that. Absolutely. And the regional sport networks know that. They're saying, yeah. no, 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 we're not going up against all this other shit. It's almost like it's out of selfish control. He's like, look, yeah. bro, I talked to, talk to the local partners. This is yeah. start date. I talked to Comcast Sportsnet, <laughs> and they, they told me there's no real rigor room in this. So, yeah, yeah this, this is it. Start Some, date somebody's is going to be playing on the 22nd. Yes, exactly. It might not be who – yeah, exactly right. Like Somebody's, somebody's going to be playing. playing. We will find some hoopers to be available on the 22nd. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why is Danny is Danny Green a leader? Why is Danny Green always seem to be involved in some shit? What, what why is he talking about Danny Green? Did Danny Green say he doesn't want to play? I I'm not sure. I don't. Aren't know. there bigger voices on the Lakers than Danny Green? Does LeBron wanna, James play over there? I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak on something I don't know about. Danny Green just needs to chill and just ride and get his rings and and, got, and keep it moving. Danny Green got big rings. Yeah, lucky man. So <laughs> super jewelry. All right, we're gonna close the show on some Twitter takes from Big Nick the Quick, cause. Let me do the first one. Big Nick the Quick, man. Talk talk to me about this, man. You you say you, you sick and tired of the, the, the folks, the sneakerheads, G? No, yeah, I can't stand sneaker sneaker <laughs> hype, bro. The sneaker situation has gotten has gotten out of control. I think Hold I had on. a tweet. Hold yeah. on. So for people listening, this is Big Nick the Quick tweeted out uh yesterday. Driving today, and I quote, driving today, I saw someone displaying their Jordan ones in the back of their windshield. Sneaker hype beast. Is this where y'all are at now? SMH. It's the, you, you can't deal with it. It was incredible, man. I was driving, and dude in front of me <laughs> literally had his Jordan. And he had him like – it wasn't like he just had him like he'd been hooping or like just throwing him in the back. Right. Like he had him set up in a way so that if you're driving behind him, it's almost like display type setup. Like, you know, it's angled. You got the one on top of the other looking all. And I'm just like, man, right. this is absolutely insane. It's getting Between to the point that, where – the like, screenshots of Gotham – um, that's my next tweet from you. Uh, I got that uh, yeah one. yeah all that shit man like i get it bro like i like shoes too i think they're cool but it's like it's it's, it's so much cat it's so much hype beasting it's, it's like so much everything. look at me it's like you get some of these shoes and it's like yo it'd be dope if you didn't go out that night and 20 other motherfuckers were wearing them because they all got the <laughs> drop too you know what I mean? like, that's right. my. I know we weren't going out now, but I, you always know when a new pair of Jordans came out that day because you'll be out that night and twenty people have them on. Right. You know, what I, I think mean? it's just it's just a lot of it's just a lot of me, me, me too. Like and, so and, much me, and they're doing everything possible but wearing them. Yeah, yeah. They're posting them. They're putting them in their cars. Unboxings. They're unboxing videos. Um. Dog, I buy shoes to wear them, bro. I buy shoes to wear these joints. hundred like, yeah, percent. I'm, I'm not a reseller, or and I get no, the reseller. The reseller, market. no, no, that's that's different. They make your money. You making a bunch of money? I get it, but if you're, yeah, I don't know. If, if, a, shoe, if, if a, a pair of shoes are dope, I'm gonna wear them, right? But I think a lot of them are whack. 
Yeah, like we are. talked about, what was that drop? That was a couple months ago, and I DM'd you. Like you said something about, Warren like, yo, people crazy. that we know are all over this shit, and it's those crazy. shits are ugly as fuck. It's like you crazy. slap Jordan and Virgil on some shit, and motherfuckers lose their mind. Like that's the hype beast culture to me too. A lot of this shit is whack. A lot of this shit that yeah. y'all are putting on your feet is whack. Yeah. Those ones that came out the other day were sick. I like those, yeah. right? But at the same time, it's like, man, like a lot of this shit is trash. Like, come on, man. You <laughs> can't. Some of these designers are, are fooling y'all. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just like, don't don't follow the trends, man. If you see a pair of dope shoes and they're fucking ninety dollars, buy them. If you yeah. see a pair of dope shoes and they're two hundred, buy them. But I don't need to hear about it. No matter the brand, I no think no matter that's a the big brand thing too. too. You yeah, think something's cool, crap, grab it. Don't, yeah, don't it's how you wear it, bro. Because you could be a fucking Vic in some fucking off white Jordans, and you're still still look like a Vic. Still a so yeah, yeah right. still a clown, bro. So yeah, like come on, man. I I I, I for for comfort, you know what I'm saying, and like just keep it moving, bro. Like. <laughs> The second tweet from Big Nick the Quick, he said, I might lose my mind if I see another got him off-white Jordan post. Y'all are killing me. Dog. Dog, the, the app they send, is... They send, you that, they send you that screenshot just so you can post it. The, yo, the <laughs> crazy part about that is, because I, I, I won't lie, because I'm not, like, like, I, like we just talked about, I'm not a reseller. I'm, not, I'm definitely not paying resale prices unless it is oh a, a, a kick that I must have, which they don't exist. They don't exist. So... <laughs> I, I'll get on there and try to get them for retail. Like, and I'm a big fashion guy, so I get it and I love it, but I'm not paying six six X the, the retail because these clowns are, are are taking over the 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 game, right? But I will say this the sneakers app with the got them and didn't get them and all that has gotten to the point, and this is amazing marketing, is that they've gotten it to the point where you feel like you're being done a favor by paying full price retail for these kicks that are being released. Yes. That's the crazy part. It's not like, oh my, it's like, oh my God, I got them, I got to pay retail. I get to pay $220 for these J's. Like that is amazing marketing. That's what I think is missed on all this stuff is they got people really believing that they're blessed to pay $225. Got them. Yeah, including me. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. And, right? like, again, bro, like, I get it. Some of these are dope, but it's also, like, man, like, it also doesn't some of it lose its luster after, like, every fucking week there's a limited edition drop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was cool when Virgil started coming out with the off-white ones. Yeah. But now, correct me if I'm wrong, there's, like, 20 different iterations of them. So, it's, like, man, like, there's so many of them. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I get it. Like, it's cool. And, like, you know, if you're – I've never been, like, a crazy sneakerhead. Like, again, I want – nice gym shoes that are comfortable like i'm not gonna buy wax shit but i've never been the type even when i was a kid it was just never like crazy to me yeah. um but i do understand it but i just feel like a lot of it is very look at me a lot of it is like you do win them to your point it's like oh i thank god man i got some 250 dollars nikes today it's like come on bro like <laughs> right, right. you know like yeah like you, you can go find is, yeah. you can go find the blazers for 65 you know rock them right you're good to go like right. whatever man so yeah, it just it's just too much, too much cap, too much hype beasting on too much shit. Get the shoes, keep them moving, and wear them. To your and point, wear them. wear them. Do your thing. Yeah, and learn That's how to a, wear them. No catch up <laughs> election day. That's a wrap for us. Make sure you go vote, man. We said it in the beginning of the show. We'll close it with it. Go vote. Make sure you tell people to go vote if they're thinking about not going to vote. If someone needs a ride, give them a ride. If someone needs help figuring out where they need to go vote, they should have did it already, but help them out with that. Help them find their polling place. Whatever, any way you can help, do it. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, we're everywhere. You listen or watch the pods. 
subscribe tell the homies we'll be back friday full service weekend preview no catch up sports talk via chicago we out of here